the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Portions of Eye on Real Estate, sponsored by Hempleaf. We won't put anything on your body that you wouldn't put in your body. It's Eye on Real Estate on AM 970. The answer. This is Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. From the heart of New York City and the tri-state area to the most active real estate hotspots across America. Keeping you plugged in to the latest real estate market trends. From mortgage news and legal developments to everything you need to know about buying or selling a property. Benefited by the advice of the experts. Now, here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. I'm Dottie Herman, and welcome to Eye of Real Estate. As you all know, if you've been following me for the last 10 years, this show is about real estate and everything that has to do with real estate, which is really about everything. It's about lifestyles, where you live, what schools you like, what areas you like, what type of homes you like, and there's just so much to know. I always say that Real estate is a universal language. Everyone can talk about it. There's no one that doesn't want to know about it, whether you have a mansion of $20 million or you have a house that's three or $400,000 or you rent something. Hey, where we live is our castle, and that's where we feel most comfortable. So first of all, I want to say Happy New Year to everyone. Happy 2023. I have, for the first time, not been on the show for two weeks. And so I miss everybody, and I hope that you miss me, and I hope that you have some good New Year's resolutions. Unlike me, this year I did not, you know, I did not make a New Year's resolution. Now, you know what the number one New Year's resolution is? Yes, it is. I'm going to lose weight. So... I don't even bother because that's just the most famous New Year's resolution every single year. I want to lose weight. So all of those of you who have that resolution, this time stick to it. Okay, But it's going to be a great year, I hope. Um, 2022 and actually go back to 2020. We've had kind of a crazy kind of last couple of years. And so I hope that we're going to start becoming a little bit more normal or whatever the new normal is. Um, I hope you've had some good resolutions. And I plan to have really a great show for you this year. I'm going to change it around a little bit, expand it a little bit. And again, you guys are the most important thing to me. So I take a lot of questions that you send me and try to incorporate them into the show. And if you have any ideas or you want any information, make sure you please write to me or call. Um, you can call us at 866-970-9622. And, of course, if you can't get on the air, just leave me a message, and we will try to answer your questions. And if you have anything, 
anything that you want to talk about or you think is interesting or you want to know about, I'm going to give you my personal email. Um, I won't give you my company one, but I'll give you I'll give you um, Dottie. Scotty Herman 510 at gmail.com. That's Scotty Herman 510 at gmail.com. And if there's anything that you want to talk about or you want to know about, please send them to me. I love hearing from you and I want to continue to hear from you. Um, today, we're going to be joined by Stephen Lannis, who is a good friend of mine. I actually know him probably 30 years. Uh, we started in real estate when we were in our 20s, and he was from Canada, and of course, I'm from the USA, and uh, we've always been close friends. So Stephen is going to be on in the first hour, and he's a, col- a columnist financial, for the Financial Post. He's a great writer, very smart guy. His family has been in real estate for 100 years, and he's the former president of the Toronto Real Estate Board and former director of the Canadian Real Estate Association. Um, And he's going to discuss the latest on foreign bodies and what they're doing to foreign bodies in Canada. And, of course, as always, we'll be joined by, at the beginning of our second hour, by the show's resident legal expert, attorney Stephen Ebert, a partner at the prestigious firm Kasson & Kasson, located in Westchester, to fill us in on the largest legal developments in the business. And there are so many things changing and so many things going on. And of course, you can follow me and Facebook, or you can go, just go to Dottie Herman. You can find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter. And of course, my website, which is www.dottieherman.com. Let me tell you something. Following and answering everyone is a lot of work. So when you have a question, okay, please don't think you're the only one that wants to know the answer. When you have a question, a lot of people want to hear it also. They probably have the same question. So make sure that you do that. And before I go any further, I just want to um I just want to tell you about a product that I think is great and I just discovered it. I discovered a new line of skincare, and I'm a skin buff. I, um, you name it, I have every cream, everything for your body. I am a big person on creams and every anything that makes your skin soft. And so I just tried some new, a new product, and I have tried many products my whole life, and that have been on the market for many years. And so that's why I'm really excited to tell you about Hemp Life which is, first of all, there is nothing in anything. It's all natural, and there's nothing that you wouldn't want to put in your body. And I don't use anything that I wouldn't want to put inside my body. So whatever on the outside, whatever creams I use on the inside, I want to be able to be sure that I could. I don't really want to eat them, but that if I did eat them, they wouldn't harm me. I tried the Vanilla Passion Skin Cream first. And that sense it was soft, not overwhelming, because I don't want anything that's too overwhelming that, like, everyone is smelling it. Like, you want a nice smell that is just there, but not overwhelming. And it's, it's delicious. And the feeling on my skin, well, that's delicious. 
it's not all about, it's not greasy at all. And I feel like my skin, as soon as I put it on my skin, it started to perk up and, 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 and look vital. Now, there's also a black soap. The black soap, while it may not look less than inviting, I mean, black soap is black soap. However, it makes it makes it makes your skin feel soft and hydrated. Okay, I really this these products, and I'm trying them for the first time, so I hope that you try them with me. Okay, I'm looking forward to trying the rest of this product line line and sharing my thoughts with you because good skin is the key to youth. And if you have good skin, it says it all. Okay. And it's work to have good skin. So this 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 product is great. And to purchase this, um, you have to go to www.hemplife.com. That's www.hemplife.com. And um as I'm using it, as I have it on now, okay, um, as I'm using it right now, Hemp Leaf is just the ultimate. And as I said, I met these guys on a cruise, and they told me about their skincare products. And, of course, because I'm such a buff on skincare, I said, oh, please let me try it. I'm trying it now, so I hope you'll join me in trying it and let me know how you feel. But I think it's terrific. So, on another note, okay, I kind of like to fill you up, fill you in on um, what's going on in the city, what's going on in the, in, in the world. And I think that we're kind of in a, a year of uncertainty. I'm hoping that we're going to get back to some kind of normalcy. Uh, I don't know that COVID is gone. I think I do know a bunch of people that have it, but they don't seem to have very bad cases. And there is a medication, I believe, that you can get to help treat it. So although we're probably going to be with it the rest of our lives, and maybe we'll have to take a vaccine every year or so, I think the worst of it, thank God, is over. Because let's face it, that was really a brutal time. A brutal time. The last couple of years were tough on everybody. And I, I was reading, and I, I don't know how many of you have the same effect, but I was reading, really, a lot of people got very depressed. A lot of people got very, like, withdrawn. I mean, I don't think that we realized how much this pandemic has really impacted people. So if there's anyone that you know, or there's a neighbor that maybe lives alone, or somebody that could use a little perking up, make sure you take that extra step and reach out to people. Because a lot of people are hurting, and um, they need a little TLC. So don't ever forget to do that. I try to do that all the time. Um, got it? That's straight for me. Now, everyone says, okay, what's happening with the real estate? I mean, what's happening with the real estate market? Okay. But before I tell you about the real estate market, which I want to tell you what's happened and where I where I see it's going, because people have to make a lot of decisions. And right now we're in a time when real estate is usually quiet around now. It's the holidays. It's probably going to pick up. It picks up usually traditionally kind of the end of January, beginning of February-ish around there. Um, but people are now wondering, well, 
we're hearing all this stuff about recessions and this and that. And people are saying, well, should I be on the sidelines? I think if you're reading anything about what's going on in the future, they're predicting 223 is not going to be a great year. But remember something. What do they know? We really don't know what the year is going to be. And I'm not a believer of standing on the sidelines. I'm going to give you my advice. Take it for whatever it's worth. It's only advice, and you don't have to listen to it. And uh, there's no Bible that tells you this is the exact way to do it. But if I'm looking for a home now, I am not going to stop and stand on the sidelines. I'm going to continue looking. I'm not because you cannot time a market, and you can't say, oh, let's wait till the prices drop again. They may never drop again. Okay, or let's wait till there's not as many sales. There's not as many sales as I told you on previous shows because there's not a lot of inventory. People have, you know, kept their stuff on the market. But like, you know, and some people say, well, should I go out and buy and wait? Should I wait? They're saying a recession is going to come. Can I tell you, go out there. If you're looking for a property, don't stop looking. Don't take a hiatus, okay? Continue to look. Okay, there's not as much inventory out now, but you never know when you're going to find that perfect property and you can never time it properly. And don't forget, there's less competition now, so you might have a better shot. And as far as sellers, sellers are a little bit more negotiable now, so they will talk to you. So I'm saying if I think it's a great time to buy. And if I were an investor... Okay, well, why would I want to look when, when everything's at the peak and there's a million buyers and there's a million and there's so much competition when there was bidding wars and people were bidding well above the asking price? Why would I want to? I, I'd rather be in this market where there's not as many buyers and things have calmed down. They're not cheap. Don't get me wrong. Things, we've had less transactions, but remember something. There's a difference. We've had less transactions, meaning um, the amount of real estate that has gone to contract has been less, but the prices really haven't dropped. So, you know, they're not rising 20%, but that was a phenomenon. Like, you cannot compare 21 and 20 to the real estate. You know, like, you can't say, oh, in 1920 and, 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 and 21, we, we had so many buyers. Well, we had a pandemic. Everybody moved. So I really think that's an unfair assessment to compare the market now to what happened in 20 and 21, because that was like really a one-time, I mean, hopefully a one-time shot. And it, it wasn't a real market. Everybody was moving from everywhere. For those of you who like gambling, I am. Um, I'm, this will be good news for some people and maybe not for others. But New York has finally shown its hand to the development world's eager to build a casino in the five boroughs. The New York Gaming Facility Board, which is tasked with soliciting applications for three casinos, released its request for applications for downstate casino licenses on Tuesday. Bids require a minimum of $500 million in capital investment and license fee, but bidders can offer higher fees as part of their proposals if they want to be very competitive. 
Licenses will be awarded for between 10 and 30 years, depending on the quality of the bid according to the release. In the immediate aftermath of board's announcement, the group behind a plan for a Coney Island-based casino, um, a Thor Equities Saratoga Casino Holdings, and the Chicksaw Nation legend announced its intentions to apply for a license. So we are definitely going to have gambling in New York. I think we have some already. For more than a generation, Coney Island has been waiting. Now, Coney Island people have been waiting so long for a year-round economy that creates not just jobs. You know, Coney Island, of course, is big in the beach, you know, in the summer and when the beach is open. But now, if they have casinos there, they're going to be active all year. The application fee is going to be steep, but it's a clear sign that New York is looking for new ways to stimulate its economy following more than two years of pandemic-induced difficulties. And look, it's been tough on New York. I mean, we're, you know, I mean, I'm not an expert. I just live there, um, and I do real estate there. And I think New York has really come a long way. It's busy. Matter of fact, I think there's more traffic than before the pandemic. However, there's millions of people. It's definitely back. But it needs a little work still. We need to refine it. So all of you just take a helping hand. And, uh, you know, and again, we're trying to work with the homeless problem. And it's just not an easy problem. There's a lot of homeless people. We're trying to find facilities. Everyone's doing what they can. And I would urge all of you, if you have some free time, to really chip in and help. Because you know what? It takes, what do they say? It, it takes us all. You know, not to talk about and complain, but to really chip in and help out. So that's what I'm doing. I hope others will follow me. And if you want to know what I'm working on, by all means, email me. Other groups that have that have signaled their intention to bid on the available licenses include Related, which is partnering with Wynn Resorts on pitching the underdeveloped western portion of Hudson Yards. Now, you know where Hudson Yards is. They might do some gambling over there. Um, SL Green, he's partnering with Caesars Entertainment and Jay-Z on a Times Square bid. And Steve Cohen, who is partnering with Hard Rock on a proposed casino near City Fields. So, hey, looks like we're going to have gambling. Uh, another 10% consideration will be given to workforce development plans, including organization labor, substantial development, and a diverse workforce frame. And the final 10% consideration will look at the diversity of the applicants themselves. So it all looks good. Another first for New York, even though I think it's been around before it was legal, the New York City's first cannabis dispensary is here. New York City's first legal weed store will open in Lower Manhattan. Well, it opened already. I shouldn't say will. It's open on December 29th just days before the state ends a year deadline to launch the regulated tax cannabis sales. Kathy Hochul announced that Housing Works Cannabis Company will open the dispensary at one Astor Place, Crane's New York business first reported. Okay, so the first cannabis place is open. There'll be many more to come. And if I'm not correct, if I'm correct, I saw lines 
New York passed legalized recreational cannabis sales in 21. Okay, I'll finish this. I know we have a commercial, but I just want to finish the sentence. So, cannabis is here. It's in New York. It's legal. We'll be right back. Continue to talk about New York. My Pillow is having their biggest bed sheet sale ever. The My Pillow Percale sheets are available in a variety of colors and all sizes. Now on sale, for example, the queen size, regular price $89.98, now only $39.98 with your promo code. Order now as there is a very limited supply. The My Pillow Percale sheets are breathable and have a cool, crisp feel. They have deep pockets to fit over any mattress. The My Pillow Percale sheets come with a 10-year warranty and a 6 60-day money-back guarantee. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use promo code AM970 to receive the MyPillow percale sheets for as low as $29.98. Order now, because when they're gone, they're gone. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-651-0798. Use the promo code AM970. That's 800-651-0798. 800-651-0798. Use the promo code AM970. Okay, Mr. and Mrs. Local Business Owner, do you get calls from multiple digital marketing firms trying to sell you the quick fix to your marketing challenges? Maybe you've bought the latest tactic that some hotshot sold you and you're wondering where your results are. The problem is you know you need to market your business, but trusting a partner, well, that's been a challenge. Our solution for many local business owners is through our digital marketing solutions, Salem Surround. Salem Surround is unique because we're based on the same guiding principles that Salem Media is. We actually care about our clients and we're accountable to our results. The same care that we deliver our radio content to you is the same we do with all our digital marketing services. So reach out to us at SalemSurround.com today and we'll consult with you about your individual needs and create a customized plan to actually do what you need your investment to do. That's SalemSurround.com, a full-service digital marketing solution for your business. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Listen up, ladies. There's finally a probiotic created just for women. Probiotic HX Women is formulated to include clinically proven strains of probiotic to optimize vaginal pH and create a normal bacterial environment in the body. Many women have experienced an imbalance in the vaginal microbiome and know just how bothersome it can be. Our formula contains a powerful combination of healthy bacteria to promote urinary tract health and helps to restore healthy vaginal flora, containing lactobacillus strains shown to be effective in targeting the bacteria that cause UTIs. Take advantage of this limited time offer. Buy one bottle of Probiotic HX Women at retail and get the second bottle free. Contact Invite at 800-673-2345. That's 800-673-2345. Taking care of all aspects of your health is important to women. Call now, 800-673-2345. That's 800 800- 673-2345. Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. We're back. You're listening to Eye on Real Estate. I'm Dottie Herman. And of course, during some time of the show, I will give you my predictions on where the real estate market's going. But I think there's some really major things going on. 
um, that I think we should talk about. And I have one of my favorite people on the line now. Um, he has been friends with me since we're in, I think, 20s. Um, Stephen Moranis, or my, well, Stephen, you're a genius. That's all I can tell you. But we've been in the real estate business since how long? Since we're 20s? I, like, I don't even remember how long it's been. Well, good morning, Donnie. Uh, maybe since we've been teenagers, but uh, it's a long time. Yeah, we grew up in it. We grew up in it. And um, at the time, I worked for Merrill Lynch. They were in the real estate business then. And Stephen and his family were the Canadian affiliates. And, of course, I was in New York, so we became best of friends because, Stephen, you and your family love to be in New York all the time. Well, that's right. We uh, we absolutely do love New York City and uh, very close. It's about an hour and a half flight from Toronto. And, um, you know, it's uh, very similar and very exciting. So I think uh, our love of the industry is because we're helping people form their communities, buying a house, selling a house, helping people with renting and the challenges of the changing economy is, uh, you know, very, very rewarding, um, you know, uh, enterprise to be involved in housing, residential housing. Well, everyone needs housing, right? I mean, everybody needs to live somewhere. So it's not something no, that you can get away with not doing. I mean, everyone needs housing and I think everyone likes to know about housing. I mean, everyone kind of always is interested in knowing about it. But, Stephen, you're one of the brightest people I know, and I don't say that because I love you. I say that because it's real. Now, you've been doing a lot of writing and a lot of research, and Canada is experiencing some of the same things the U.S. is in, in housing, and something's different. Could you give us kind of a summary of what's going on in Canada and how it differs or is the same as the U.S.? Well, it's it's similar but uh, dissimilar in a lot of respects. The government, um, the current government of, of the day is actually a minority government. We have a parliamentary system, uh, a little unlike the U.S. system. It was good to see you finally elected a Speaker of the House last night. I was up late watching that. Pretty exciting. Oh, I mean, but, uh, I mean, it was embarrassing at first, in my opinion. I mean, like, get it together, world. Like, let's just get it together. Well, we're facing the government, obviously, all governments in all countries is facing public opinion and the challenges that people have with respect to inflation, high interest rates, unaffordability of housing, which is sort of the, the largest um, probably debt piece that any individual and or family has. So they're trying to come up with public policy that is going to, in their mind, um, reduce, you know, increase the affordability of people with respect to purchasing homes. So what our government has come up with, it's, it's a pretty long-winded piece of policy. On January 1st, uh, the federal government of Canada led by Prime Minister Trudeau, came up with the prohibition on the purchase of residential property by non-Canadians Act for two years. So it basically means an American can't buy a house in Canada, can't, you know, there's a few exceptions, but it's really 
um, no foreigner is permitted to purchase a residential home, uh, duplex or triplex. It's under four units across Canada in every major metropolitan area. Um, and this includes vacant land to purchase a home with respect to this new policy and legislation, you must be a Canadian citizen or permanent residence. And, um, you know, this is, you know, everyone's hopeful that it's going to make a difference. Um, you know, the unfortunate thing, the federal government, the fi- Department of Finance, um, can't, you know, when they, they offered no data, no metrics or no analysis on this. And I bring your um, listeners' attention to what happened in New Zealand. New Zealand put this in, and it had absolutely no effect on, uh, you know, reduce, uh, reducing prices and well, increasing what did they do? affordability. How are they What's going that? to increase affordability? So the Canadian government is, how are they planning to um, reduce you know, to, to get the houses more affordable. We're suffering from the same problem in the U.S. Our homes have become out of people's reach with inflation, high interest rates, and rising uh-huh. prices that they rose so much. So I'm not sure. We, we haven't figured out how to deal with it. So the Canadians are dealing with it by, like, what's their well, they're, solution? They're basically, they're putting policy in that in their mind will um, – decrease the demand and if the demand is decreased because they believe non-canadians are driving up the demand which had resulted during the pandemic with multiple offers and people bidding over asking and all the crazy stuff that you experience in the united states as well but the actual when you drill deep down and the economists in ontario and british columbia and the major sort of provinces which for us is like a state, um, it's like under 3% or 2% of the actual residential transactions were were basically purchases by foreigners. So it's a supply problem. It's not a demand problem. And, you know, I sort of sit back and there's been some, you know, significant uh, response to this by the government of India and other places, you know, Canadian is an att- Canada is an attractive place for people to move to because of, you know, we've got good medical system, we've got good education. Other than the climate's not the greatest in in a lot of the places. It's it's an air, you know, it's pretty stable country, and you know, people um, want to live here. So, you know, the question is, when you put these kinds of policies in place. Will there be a reaction to this by other governments? Will the United States say, well, listen, Canadians, you can't buy in the United States for two years because we think that's you guys are causing uh, prices to go up, which, you know, there's a lot of Canadians who buy in Florida, Texas and California. And, you know, I'm just waiting to see, you know, if anyone is going to stand up and and listen and take um, you know, take charge and saying, you know what, um, we're going to reciprocate with this kind of policy, you know, you know, and, 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 and no one really knows, but we still are facing, um, in my mind, the affordability problem is clearly interest rates, which have, have gone crazy up about 4% this year, last year, 
and the demand. There's there's a, a huge uh, supply. Pardon me. There is a huge shortage of product um, and affordable product. Now the uh, different provinces are taking different steps. The Ontario government has just opened up um, um, sort of green belt for development, speeded up rezoning, et cetera, et cetera. But various different uh, provincial governments have also put in anti-foreigner, um, you know, sort of restrictions. For example, if, if Dottie, if you're going to buy a place, anything in, in Ontario, the province of Ontario, where Toronto is, there's a 25% tax, foreigners tax on the purchase. So, for example, in Toronto, there's a land transfer tax, which is provincial, which is about 2%. Uh, City of Toronto has a 2% land f- transfer tax, so there's 4%. Add another 25% if you're a foreigner. So all these, you know, and they're putting in things like um, everyone in Toronto got a yellow letter in the last couple of weeks. You had to fill in a form because there's another tax, a vacancy tax. I don't know if you have that in any jurisdictions in America, but if you're if your house is vacant for six months or more, they're going to charge you probably another 1% of the value of your house on a vacancy tax. So, you know. Now, is that the, because, Stephen, let me ask you a question. Do you believe that's because they think that if your house is vacant for so long, too long, that your price is wrong? Or well, no, it's just people, just people, people have bought. Have, people have bought a house and chose to, to leave, leave it vacant. So they're making the assumption these vacant homes in British Columbia, Vancouver, and Ontario, and Toronto, vacant homes, vacant condos are um, basically um, a stumbling block to increasing the supply of property. So we're going to penalize people who choose to leave their properties vacant um, by adding another tax. And, 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 and that way, that may incent them to put it into an active pool for tenants or just decide to sell it? Well, listen, we have the same problem in the U.S. Affordability is at its highest. And, of course, on shows you've heard me say before, hey, listen, I bought a house when the interest rates were 11% or 12 or 13, and they were up to, I think, close to 19% at one time. And uh, people bought so um, do I think that's the solution? I don't know. Um, I, I do think that in many countries you can't you can't buy uh, property in every country. So do you think this is a good idea? I particularly don't. We're going to talk about this and whether we think this is a good idea, but the prices all over, and I think. You stress the important thing. I'll say this quick. We don't have a supply. There is a shortage of supply of housing. That is the problem. We're going to continue talking about this. Ever experienced a great steak at a fine restaurant and wondered, 
Why can't you get that great quality at home? Pat Lafreda Meat Purveyors supplies many of New York and New Jersey's fine restaurants. Now you can get the same high-quality selection of meats for your most important customer, your own family. Lafreda deals in only premium 100% black Angus cattle raised and grazed in the United States. Their only focus is meat. You won't find any frozen side dishes or gimmicks here. Offering every kind of meat in every cut, such as tomahawk, bone-in ribeye, porterhouse, Center cut fillet to name a few, supplying only the highest quality beef, pork, lamb, veal, poultry, and America's best burger chop meat blends. Shipped overnight, cut the night you place your order, and always fresh, never frozen. To order, go online at lafreda.com. L A F R I E D A.com. A credit trader is wanted in New York, New York by BBVA Securities Inc. The position is responsible for managing LATAM credit portfolios for banks focused on Argentina, Chile, and Peru, including analyzing market conditions, managing positions risks, and P&L using bonds and treasuries, market making and generating and growing relationships with LATAM credit investors. May work from home in New York City area two days per week. Salary range 127 500 to 212 500 per year. The position requires a bachelor's degree or foreign equivalent in economics, finance, math, or engineering, and two years' experience as a fixed-income trader working with any sovereign and quasi-sovereign markets focused on LATAM. Reference job number six and send resume by email to bbvasecuritiesinc.com ny.hrresumes.group at bbva.com. Attention, Valerie Rosario Brown. So right now may be the perfect time for you to rethink how you pay for health care. And here's why. Not only is it open enrollment for a lot of people, it's also a time you can join MediShare and save even more than usual. And it's true. The typical family switching to MediShare saves 500 bucks or more a month, which is obviously huge for a lot of people. But what's more, they like it. MediShare has double the customer satisfaction rate compared to health insurance. Double. There are 400,000 members. They've shared over $4 billion in medical bills, and it really is a great community, too. People encourage and pray for each other. And here's the thing. If you join MediShare Complete right now, they'll waive your new member fees, and you'll save an additional 10% off all of 2023. That's right. No fee to join. 10% off every month of next year, but it's a very limited time offer. You have to sign up before January 15th. Great savings, great health care. Find out more. Call now. 844-41-BIBLE. That's 844-41-BIBLE. 844-41-BIBLE. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Marketing your business is hard. It's so competitive, and getting new customers is as hard as keeping your existing ones. We know it because we're a local business, too. So when it comes to marketing your business and getting new customers, we know how to do it. Our digital marketing firm, Salem Surround, is built to create customized solutions to your business, not your competitors, just you. Reach out to us at SalemSurround.com, and we'll work with you to create those solutions that will increase your business and bring you new customers. SalemSurround.com. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. We're back and we're, we're talking about the housing market and the shortage of supply. But before I do that and continue talking with Steve Moranis, and we have Stephen Ebert, 
who is from Catherine. Catherine, our our attorney that, again, the best real estate attorney that I know, and I'm going to have him read in on this because this is a problem. And we're all trying to figure out a way to help people be able to afford houses. Before I do that, I just want to tell you again that you know I love cream. You know, I mean, I live with cream. I, I have my legs, my hands, my face. I mean, I don't go in the morning or a night and sometimes in the middle of the day because I like plump, nice, hydrated skin. So I just discovered a new line of skincare products that I have to tell you about. And I've tried so many products, but I've tried everything on the market for so many years because I've been a skin buff since I'm a kid. So that's why I'm so excited to tell you about hemp leaves. First of all, there is nothing in this in, in hemp leaves that you couldn't eat. Now, I don't want to eat skin cream, but if you wanted to, you know, anything that you put on your skin, you would want to be that it's safe in your body. And so it certainly is safe in your body. I've tried the vanilla passion skin cream first. That was the first thing that I tried. And the scent was soft. And not overwhelming. You don't want to have it so strong that it just overwhelms people. But it has a wonderful scent that lasts, okay? But it's not overwhelming. And the feel on my skin, well, it's just delicious. And it's it's not greasy. It just blends right into your skin. And as soon as I put it on my skin, I feel my skin perking up. Then there's a black soap. While when you look at black soap, it's not the most inviting thing to look at, but it was the most amazing surprise to me. It's smooth and creamy and makes my skin feel soft and hydrated. And I'm really looking forward to trying the rest of the product line and sharing my thoughts with you. Um, I hope that you try it also and share your thoughts with me. To purchase this amazing product, go to www.hempleaf.com. Okay, that's www.hempleaf.com. I'd love to get your feelings on it. We'll be trying it together. I can't wait to see what else they come out with because it's really an amazing product. Um, so getting into that, and um, I had to throw that in about my skin, Um Going back to the problem that we're all experiencing, and it's affordability, but basically, as you said, Stephen, it is lack of supply. And I think we have Stephen Moranis. I mean, Stephen, uh, I have Stephen Moranis on the phone. I have uh, hey Stephen Ebert I'm on here. the phone. Good morning, Good morning. Stephen. And since and, you're on the line. Stephen Moranis, good to join you as well. Yeah, happy hey, hi, year, by hi, the way. Stephen. Happy New Year, everyone. Um, what is your thoughts on this, Stephen? You know, yeah, I, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, no, no, look, I, I appreciate that they call the attention to affordable housing, and that's a conversation. Okay, well, I mean, we lost him. He'll be back. Um my feeling is, okay, that we have to come up with some alternative financing. I mean, this is just what I think. It's kind of what we did 
back when I was young and when the interest rates were so high and things were not really affordable, although uh, buyers and sellers had to work together, which is what we have to do now. We have to be flexible. We have to look at all offers. And as a seller, please never tell someone, oh, I don't want to hear the offer unless it's a certain amount because terms are just as important. But I think that maybe if we come out with some different type of financing, I mean, I, I thought of that because that's kind of what we did. Um, or people can look into adjustable rate mortgages, which for the last bunch of years, like maybe from 2020, I mean, why would you look for an adjustable rate mortgage when the interest rates were 3%, but they are no longer 3%. So you can look for many of an adjustable mortgage and there's a lot out there. You just need to do some homework uh, and find a mortgage that works for you. And remember something, a 30 year mortgage assumes that you're going to live in a home for 30 years. And I would tell you that most people do not live in a home for 30 years. So sometimes you're paying for a mortgage that you're paying more money for it and you're not even going to use it. Now, again, as I said, if it's 3%, whether you're going to live in a house for 30 years or 20 years or 10 years, you might as well go for it. But now that the rates have gone up, I, I think you kind of have to kind of step back, speak to a financial advisor or someone at the bank that you deal with, and actually have a conversation about where you want to go, what your personal goals are, because everyone's are different. Okay. And then look at some alternative types. I mean, we don't really talk about it. It's Stephen. I got disconnected somehow. I but know you did. So we're in the middle of talking about what people should do today with the, because of course there's a, a supply shortage all over. And there's an affordability factor. But I said, Stephen, while you were off, I said that when I bought a home, I think I paid maybe, I took an arm, an adjustable mortgage, and I think it adjusted at 11% because the rates were like 15 or 16%. Do you think we should come up with some alternative financing? What do you think the solution is? Well, sure, not not sure I got cut off. um, But what what I'm saying is we, we need to take a step back for a second I'm personally a believer in markets, and I don't think restricting buyers in any market is a good solution. Um, I think you take a look back and you look at the whole total cost of housing, and it's not just land. It is access to financing, right, capital, but it's also local rules on zoning. Um, It's on green initiatives, and you put that all together, you are adding to the cost of the product. And at some point, you have to say, well, wait a minute. Even if we temporarily and artificially try to reduce demand by reducing buyers, the reality is there's a certain level of cost of construction. And, 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 and so I don't think limiting the buyers is necessarily going to solve the problem because ultimately, what would be the incentives for the developers to build that if the primary residence is still unaffordable for a certain segment of the market? So I think that's where really government needs to drive a solution and be creative. Not so much well, about Stephen, in the market. Yeah. Oh, Stephen, I don't know if you remember, and I'm not sure how many years ago this was, but maybe it was, let's say, I'm just guessing maybe eight or seven, nine years ago, when everyone would say to me in the U.S., oh, Donnie, bring me, 
bring me a, an Asian buyer because they have all cash, and they're and they're gonna come with a with a, a a suitcase full of cash and pay all cash, and everyone wanted Asian buyers. And then of course it got much harder to get money out. Okay, um, what do you think the solution is to to make it easier for people to buy? Because it we're, we're kind of on a stand like a like a standstill right now. People are kind of you're hearing things about a recession, and you're hearing things that say 2023 is not going to be great. It will take till 2024 to get better. We do have a shortage of housing. Some people have expressed to me, oh, gee, Daddy, you know what? I'm going to wait. I think prices might fall down even more, so maybe I'll just wait. And then you have sellers saying, well, maybe I won't put my house on the market at all. Maybe I'll wait till this all you know, this all clears up and maybe in another year the market will be open up a little bit more. What are your thoughts on this? Well, can I can I say, Dottie, and hi, Stephen, I, I think there are so many issues and factors beneath the surface that, you know, the public doesn't really understand what's happening. Fine. Um, the Canadian uh, MLS statistics came out just last week. Unit sales have been down like 40%. Like November, December, um, they're down 50% or more, the actual unit sales on MLS. But prices, the housing price index hasn't gone down significantly. Um, Maybe overall in Toronto, prices are down. Um, In fact, end of 21 to end of 22, they were up about 6%, but they're probably, practically speaking, have been down around 10%. But the 10% reduction clearly is only one of the variables with respect to affordability. Interest rates have gone up over 4%. And we have in Canada, I'm not sure what it's like in the United States, to qualify for a mortgage, the federal government, which is, uh, you know, CMHC, uh, Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation, like Freddie Mac or Fannie Mae, they put in a policy, it's called a stress test, to qualify for a mortgage. So you have to qualify, and it's, you know, the old gross debt service ratio, whatever the sort of numbers are, at 2% more than what the going rate is. So, you know, the fact that the prices aren't significantly down, the cost of borrowing, where most people have a mortgage up to 75%, Insured mortgages are down payments of less than 25%. They're insured by the government. But most people are taking mortgages. And we have an interesting metric. Over 2 million Canadians uh, this year coming up will have a mortgage that's up for renewal. So, you know, um, I spoke to a friend. He, he had a, He gambled on a variable rate at 2%, and now he's renewing at 6%. I mean, he can afford it. But it's a huge kicker for him. And I think, I mean, Dottie, you and I have been in it long enough, and we've seen the yes. late late 80s and 2007. I think a smart agent should put financial packaging on their listing and offer the buyers a financial package, a mortgage, a vendor take-back mortgage, which, you know, Stephen, they can sell it at a discount, but at least it may be the tools that will help you sell the property. Well, I, th- I think a few a few pieces. So we have 
some comparable elements to some of the uh, analyses that you've mentioned were a little bit different. Um, our stress test we talk about, we have something called QRM, a qualified residential mortgage, where the stress test is on the borrower as it is today. Um, it doesn't build in. You have to be. You have to qualify at a rate that's two percent higher than your actual. Um, it's based on both liquidity and reserves and debt to income ratios. Um, where we sort of come in with that um, private mortgage insurance that you're talking about is when people put down less than twenty percent. Although some lenders have their own products, where really that only kicks in at uh, fifteen or ten percent. Um, but most are, if you're less than 20% down. So similar concerns, different solutions on it. But, you know, I, I think ultimately you're going to, they got to understand what long-term drives a market. And, and chasing people away um, when we're both, what's attractive to both the U.S. and Canada, right, is that we have strong legal institutions, a global reputation, a reputation for respect for the law, and we also have a heterogeneous population, particularly in the coastal areas with, with global connections. And I don't see how that's good for the business climate also. I mean, right, the answer is not just a real estate one, but I feel like it sends a signal globally where, where we're kind of putting up the walls and closing in a little bit, as opposed to saying, let's try to find a more uh, cost-effective way to build housing. Let's find a more cost-effective way to get through zoning regulation. Um, let's find a more cost-effective way to build a modern, well-insulated, and, and more green home. That, that's, I think, where they should direct the energy. I, I think it's the wrong solution to an important problem. Well, Stephen, well, I don't just throw we... one... Go Let right ahead. One thing out, Dottie, for a sec. Stephen, I'm not sure the public realizes that there are companies like Blackstone and Tricon who are now viewing single-family residential properties as an asset class themselves and have quietly acquired tens of thousands or maybe hundreds of thousands of individual single-family homes to put into a fund that will then be rented out. I mean, should the government intervene in that kind of stuff? I agree. First of all, one, I agree because it's a very interesting and important trend. And actually, we brought this up a number of weeks ago. And in certain markets, in particular in certain neighborhoods, it's really going to change the dynamic because you're absolutely right. That concept of private home ownership building a neighborhood, they're, they're totally changing it. But fundamentally, I think the right of to freely trade property transcends that trend. And we need to address it in a different way and not regulate you guys Hold on. I think we're coming up with the news, but I really want to talk about the best buying advice going forward that we can give you. Um, and as I said to you, like if you're in the market and some of the alternative things that I think you can do um, to really be able to get into the market. But I will strongly advise you not to stop. Don't take a hiatus. If you're out there, continue to look. We're going to continue with this with my both Steve, who I love both, uh, right after the 11 o'clock news. The preceding hour of programming paid for by DTHY Realty Incorporated. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.